What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 175. Once again, the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe is reconvened. Uh, what I want to know is going on with the New York City transit scene. There's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I'm good. How y'all guys feeling? And when I want to talk New York City news, there's nobody I trust more than my favorite director, my brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk New York City real estate, there's no expert I trust more than the man I call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. The world knows him as Derek Powell. I call him my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in a cipher with the cats. How you guys doing? Well, uh, we're safe. Uh, you know, still, uh, as New York is in the midst of a mini crime wave. I know you said that uh, help was on the way uh, the other day, so I appreciate that. Um, you know, there has been an uptick in shootings and, and violent crime is certainly uh, on an uptick. And, and since uh, we have a new mayor who has been a police officer for over 200 years, it seems. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, obviously, this is right in his uh, wheelhouse. And he thirsty. So I guess thirsty. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, oh, but this, uh, he's going to bring some, uh, some swag, swag to uh, policing. In New York, I guess uh, that's what we're looking forward to. Uh, so Eric Adams has definitely said he wants to. They're they're working out a plan now to bring down the gun violence uh, on the heels of a shooting that took place that that led to the death of uh, one patrol officer and critically injured another patrol officer responding to a domestic violence case for a person who had been uh, a felon. Uh, many times over the long rap sheet, they responded to, uh, uh, as I said, domestic violence call. He was a young man was living with his mother, uh, and as soon as the police approached, uh, he shot them with an illegal firearm. He was carrying, I guess, and Keith, you, you, I'll let you talk to this. I don't, I don't even know what, what it was. Um, he had a Glock forty five, but he had a drum magazine on it that holds an extra forty to fifty bullets in it. Okay. Them cops never had a chance, man, because. Um, from what I read, he he came out firing, spraying the whole place, and those type of drums and stuff are used um, in wars. That's what you use them for, not for uh, in the street like a regular gun. So, them cats, man, when he came out that room, he just started spitting, spraying, and hitting everything that was moving in that direction. And the guys know, didn't have a chance. A gl- I mean, I'm horrible with guns. A Glock is it's a simple handgun, right? Yeah, well, but if you, but yeah, you, but, but this, you're saying this extra magazine is sort of like, I don't, I don't know. Like yes, I, it's, it's a drum. It's a round drum that they, they attach oh, to the gun. Oh, oh. It, it comes with a basic magazine that holds maybe 8 to 12, 12 um, rounds. Oh, but yeah. if you add that clip on there, you got like an extra oh, 40 rounds. I'm looking at a picture right now. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yes. And that's when he <laughs> came out there with, with that, man. And that was oh. like, that's, that's what broke my heart. I'm like. And he had a forty-five. He had him a nine. He came out with a forty-five blaster, man. Damn. Right. Yeah. No, I was about to ask you because it's, it's so Glock forty-five is a forty-five caliber pistol, yes. which which at close range is is devastating. Devastating. And that's what it was. It was close. It was close range. I mean, yeah. even if it, was, if it was a nine, it still would have been devastating. But a forty-five at that close range, um, you know, anything it hits is is yeah. is, is going to be devastating. Work. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. Um, I guess the the whole case is covering a whole bunch of issues. It's covering policing in New York. It's covering illegal guns. It's covering 
mental health issues, is covering crime and punishment because this young man had a long rap sheet and he was out again. And and that goes to parole and supervision and all kinds of things. I, and I'm just not sure what plan could be put in place that would have stopped someone who was intent on doing something insane from doing it. I mean, they were, come, they were responding to a domestic violence case. That I, don't, I don't know if they were coming with an arrest warrant or if he thought he had arrest warrants or what he was freaking out over. Um, I, I'm, it, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. When when you deal with those uh, domestic violence, uh, you know, when you got to respond to those type of cases, from what they're saying, those are you know the, your top three or four dangerous cases because you you never know who you're dealing with. You know, when you you step through that door or you know you go through that you know that that vehicle to see who, you know who you have to speak to because you just don't know how intense the situation is when you get there. Um, when you speak about the the different uh, avenues that you have to focus on regarding the the shooting, one thing that um, they said on the news and it was our governor and it made perfect sense. And it's like and we and we mentioned it here before. If they the 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 politicians, the gun owners, the gun makers, when you didn't take responsibility and stop making you know uh, making guns available to anybody with sandy hook what is really going to change now nothing exactly you know and 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 and, and, you know that's where i kind of like i took a deep breath because i'm like damn they was right if you didn't do nothing with sandy hook and i think that is why the police you know, because I think you got we had police uh, coming from um, upstate Westchester. Um, you got they the fire swamped. department. They, they were swamped because it could have been anybody in any jurisdiction who could have had that. Because remember, it's just a domestic violence call. It's not like it's a war on drugs or, you know, they you know, it's a big gang. It, it, it's like my son is 47 years old. She had uh, some heart issues. She called him in uh, to help out. And here we are. We're not getting along. And, you know, for whatever the reason was. And you go there and he has this type of artillery is so much involved. But what's scary is what she said. Sandy Hook. Remember Sandy Hook? And nobody did anything. And they're still manufacturing these guns. And that's why I think everybody came out, you know, are coming out the way they're coming out, because it's it's just enough. It's like enough is enough. If you ain't going to do it for the kids. Do it for the people who are sworn to protect and serve the city, uh, you know, all cities throughout our country. It's not going to happen. Let, let me ask this question, uh, Keith. Yeah. Are these are these uh, drum magazines available to purchase or is it, elite, is it an illegal purchase? In other words, he got the gun. The gun is illegal and he got he was able to get an illegal magazine. And since he's willing to do crime, it didn't matter. I'm, I'm just saying for, say, a responsible gun owner you like could, yourself. Yes. Can you, you can, get one? Yes, you can buy them online. Really? Really. You you can go online right now and look them up. They sell for like $69, $89. All depend how much firepower you want. Wow. It's pretty much, I mean, from what I kind of gather, you can buy almost any kind of fire. I mean, short of a bazooka, but maybe a bazooka. Can't you pretty much buy anything if you have, I guess, you, depending on what state, can't you pretty much buy any kind of firearm or, or artillery? Now, with the states, I'll put it to like a lot of Republican states, they don't have like gun laws like New York, New Jersey, uh, Maryland and stuff. If you have a, a license ID and you're a resident of that state, no uh, criminal background, because they do a background check on you, um, you, you get a firearm. 
with no problem. That's the reason with, yeah, I mean, with what he with what he just said. That is the reason why the states like New Jersey, New York, all those with the tough gun laws. That is why those guns continue to come into these states because they were saying that this guy's gun was reported stolen in Maryland, and now we find its right. way to New York. So if you can go in the counter, like he said, you ain't got a criminal uh, record. Your, you got a driver's license, you in good standing, and your state said you can go in with your ID and get a gun, you get a gun and you sell it somewhere else and you make the bucks and they continue to be funneled. And that's what they were talking about. You got to stop the pipeline somewhere. You got to stop that pipeline for coming to the states who have the strict gun laws. But how do so you stop a, a pipeline like that? I don't know. I, don't, I, I have that's no what, idea. I was about to ask that it, question. Um, I got an idea. When, when, the only way, what? the only okay. look at you, what you would the only way you can stop it, and it's not going to be stopped. I want to be clear: you got to deal with the elected officials and the manufacturers. You have to because you're not going to stop it. It's not it, unless all states begin to tighten up their gun laws, like New York. Because I I messed around and look, looked at the permit, you know, for New York like last week prior to the shooting. I'm like, God damn, they got you drop, jumping through uh, hoops. But it's too much money involved for those other states to say, I'm going to tighten up because this is how we do business over here. And this is how we make our money. This is our bread and butter. Well, can't Eric Adams uh, just like stop people on the bridge when he's coming to work in the morning? Can he just like, <laughs> search the various cars? This, this is, this is coming from out of state into New York. Anyhow, can he do that? This is what the E-double is getting ready to do. And people are going to be upset. And I've been saying this is about to happen. And after this, now let's let's rewind for our listeners from January one until uh, I guess it was uh, Friday or Saturday night. Five NYPD officers were shot. Five, a total of five. That is unprecedented. Out of the five, you got one who passed away. You got the. Uh, the fourth guy who's in critical, he was just transferred over to NYU Langhorn, uh, La- was it Langhorn uh, Hospital? Uh, and they're trying to get him back, but he's still in critical. So what has to happen? La- yesterday, we saw the barrage of police officers coming down to the city. You see the governor speaking out. You see the people in Harlem. They're doing the, um, you know, they, they, they're praying and they're bringing out candles. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, he announced yesterday that they're going back to plain clothes policing and they're going after the shooters. He said, we know who the shooters are and we're going after the shooters. He don't know who the shoot. E, I love you, man. You're my man. But he don't know who the shooters are. However, he knows what area the guns are in. So you go into the hood and folks are getting ready to get rounded up it's just a different way of stopping frisk, but he doesn't have a choice with the way the pipeline is coming is coming down with the way these guns are coming in. But that's what's getting ready. They get ready to flood these streets. And it's, you know, I just hope and pray, you know, that these young boys who aren't involved with that, they make it an early night and get up in your house and stay there because they're going to be scooping up people left and right. If you look or act suspiciously like you got a gun, you're going to get patted down and they're going to find out you got a hard. Weapon. You mean, because, you mean if you're black, yeah, you got your saying, hands in your pocket. The criteria is real low. Like I said, <laughs> like I said, they're going to the neighborhoods where, bar. where they say the shooting is happening. We know where the shooting is going on at. They're going up in there. And they're going to be, you know, folks, you know, they got to, what they call it, rounded up, man. People got to get rounded up. We got we to get to the bottom of this. If 
because he already pleaded to Washington on, I guess it was Saturday morning I was watching this press conference, is that we need you guys' help. You got to make tougher gun laws. And he knows it's falling on deaf ears. We all know that. Never happening. Of course. So he's got to do what he's got to do. So well, what's going to happen, Go ahead. Derek, is these young boys, they're not scared, man. It's okay. If they, they firing at cops and, and people in the neighborhood yeah. and people know who they are, and when the cops come, is uh, what's going to happen? It'll be a shootout. Either they die or a cop gets shot or they injured. fired on sight. Okay. So, bullets. Now, remember, prior to stop and frisk, there was a lot of gunplay out here, right? Stop and frisk come, it ain't as much gunplay. They just, they going back. They just not going, they just not going to give it that terminology. He doesn't have a choice. Five officers, five officers from January 1. And what's the day date? January 24th? Shot. Day 24th. Yo, that's unacceptable. These are the guys who are sworn to protect and serve. If you saw the new police commissioner's uh, press conference, it was incredible. She did a great job. And it was emotional. It was heartfelt. And what's going to be the telltale sign? This guy's um, service. Uh, his name is Jason Rivera. He, he was 22 years old. 22 and a rookie. years old. He was a rookie, rookie. 22. It's going to be up in Enwood, Washington Heights. And the turnout is going to be massive. Yeah, it's also having viewings at St. Patrick Cathedral. Exactly. Right. But here's the problem with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said it perfectly at the beginning. If it didn't happen with Sandy Hook, it's damn sure not happening now. Agreed. And Agreed. from my side... This is big now because this is the only thing going on. It won't take much at all to knock it off. And people are like, what was the name of that guy? And what, mm-hmm. it, 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 as it goes away, because, you know, our industry tends to be, you know, that of a microwave, you know, short lived. Um, as it goes away or he, he's he's say nothing else, say nothing else happens until he's buried. That type of deal. You would think the next follow would be okay, fine. Now you pressing politicians of both parties to start, you know, really trying to implement something. It's not. It, once he gets, it's gonna sound cruel. Once he hits the ground, once he's in the ground, that story ends. The politicians go back to, you know, not saying the thing and not doing the thing, or go back to their normalcy. The Democrats will say we need gun laws, blah blah blah. Republicans say we don't need gun laws. We got plenty of laws. We need, you know, more responsible people. Or everybody go back to their normal deal until those the pressure really starts happening where you can put pressure on NRA, which is crazy because NRA is not that big. They're only five and a half million people registered. But until you can get pressure on them to make uh, changes, these politicians are not going to go anywhere. They're not going to leave their their base. You know, yep. Schumer is going to say his stuff. Um, I can't think. Um, Millianakis, I think the Staten Island uh, Congresswoman, she'll say her my, stuff. My, and we'll, Mary, Mary Tucker, yeah. yeah. Everybody's going to go back to their normal routine if he gets into the ground before the next story happens. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 150%. I don't think, you know, and I, and I stand strongly by it. The gun laws aren't going to change, but I believe the way they're going to do business in New York is definitely changing. I believe Re- that. Yeah. That's going to change. Remember on this guy's watch so far, he had the big fire in January. Where, uh, right. yeah, yeah. What uh, is it like 15 people who lost their lives up here in the Bronx? Something like that. Yeah. yeah he's, he's got a, it's only January 24th. He's got to write that ship and he's got to he's got to get a win. He's got to get a win. And he's got to get a win soon, even though he's not directly having a hand in it. But he's got to do something to to make the people in New York feel a little bit at ease. And I think, you know, sad to say uh, with this plain clothes stuff starts, you know, he's that that's going to be a, that's going to be a way that's going to be a way. 
Well, I think I think you're absolutely right. He definitely, you know, he's got a lot on his plate. He had the big fire, and and as you said, since his inauguration, there've been five police officers mm-hmm. uh, shot, uh, one killed uh, in the short time he's been in office, and and he does have a lot. He also had the big traffic jam on the GW bridge trying to come to work. Oh. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, that going on. So I mean, it's a lot, a lot happening for him. Uh, but I do agree with Mark in this sense, and and, and I'm gonna, you know, I don't want to be the voice of uh, of doom, but there is a story brewing that would certainly take this off of the front page, and that's the situation in Ukraine, um, where there's a hundred thousand troops, Russian troops amassed on the Ukrainian border. Yeah. Uh, threatening an invasion and uh, Ukraine is part of NATO and now NATO has this thing called Article 5 which says if you attack one member, you, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the musketeers rule you <laughs> yeah. know, you, you attack one, you attack all um, So, uh, and that means they all have to res- respond as though they were individually attacked so now NATO's got a problem and, and Biden is Looking at military response in terms of sending maybe 50,000 troops to Ukraine. So we're talking about the first time since 1945, a a land war in Europe. I don't know that that's a cool thing, but that should happen. And the last thing anybody will be talking about is is uh, the crime rate in New York. And let me just add this to the to 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 the doom and gloomers. Yes. Crime is rising in New York. Yes, there are people being pushed on the tracks in the subway, and it's tragic. Yes, there's been a lot more robberies, a lot more smashing grabs. But anybody thinks that New York is falling off, I I strongly recommend you watch news footage on YouTube from the 1970s in New York. Go watch some news footage from the 1980s in New York. Even in the early '90s, I, I strongly suggest you go ahead and, and watch that, that that film footage, and then ask yourself, or even watch some of the popular culture movies that came out in the '70s, like The Warriors, or 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 or, or, or you know, Attack on you know a, a Precinct, whatever you know, Fort Apache, The Bronx. Oh, yeah. Watch oh, some yeah. of those old shows and see if you if that, that New York looks like this New York. No, no. no, it's not. Watch some of the old footage of Harlem. In the 70s. Uh, and then you'll say, well, wait a second. All right, crime is bad. Definitely. There's, there's close to 10 million people in this city. Um, and when you have that many people living this close together, things are going to happen. It's yeah. just going to happen. I will say... Uh, and, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Continue. No, no, I'm just saying that, that, that things are definitely going to happen. You're going to see it, uh, especially when people are under duress. Uh, you know, we talked about... Derek mentioned that the, that the, that the rent moratorium is over. Uh, they're saying that uh, I just read an article today where they're talking about the uh, New York City rents are about to take off again because uh, the moratorium is over and some of these landlords, and maybe I'll let you speak to this, Derek, is it's about to take off and guys are going to start trying to recoup their money. Um, so there's a definite housing shortage, um, certainly in, in most major cities. And, you, and you're seeing the results of that. It's winter. We're we're indoors. We're close. We, we, we you know we're 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 under duress. We're under pressure. Pan, the pandemic is still not gone. So mentally, you know, we've been in a funky place for almost 24 months now. Yeah, I would say back to the the crime aspect of you guys know where I work and what time I go in to work, which is three four o'clock in the morning. And then, and then I know, obviously, I wasn't out 
and about in the 70s or early 80s, I was too young. But at no point when I'm walking to my job at three, four o'clock in the morning from either a garage or from a spot on the street, do I ever feel like oh, I'm about to get robbed or I feel unsafe? And some of the places that I had to walk past, you would think, I'm pretty sure back in the 70s and 80s and maybe 90s. I can be tell like, you for a fact right now, where you are, where, you're, where, where you work, yeah. where you go to work. Back, I know exactly I was what I'm looking there. at. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, um, it was definitely hectic. Yeah. It was not, I mean, you know, we, I mean, guys used to ride through there like they were going through uh, the, the Lion Country Safari and Great Adventure. They'd be in their cars. Yeah. The windows so, rolled up, you know, looking at all the freak action happening on the streets. At you know, no point I ever feel like. And the violence and the drugs. Yeah, yeah I know. It's crazy. So, and I've walked from, I said, I want to get my, no, a good 10 block, a, a good 10 blocks north and south of my station. And at no point I'm thinking, oh man, you know what? I mean, I need to, I mean, you know, put my hustle on and run. I don't feel unsafe. So at, at any point, and that's like, that's three, four o'clock in the morning um, where, you know, sometimes things are, you know, you see some different things. I saw some things that you go, wow. <laughs> I know you did. But, but I don't feel I, like I, I can tell you. I can tell you, truth, truth be told, I used to park my, when I lived in uh, Manhattan, I parked my car uh, a few blocks up 11th Avenue from, from where you are. Oh, okay. Uh, there's, there was a garage, I think, in the 60s. I parked my car over there, and I would take you know take a cab back you know back to the, the east side uh, to go home. But, you know, obviously in Manhattan, there's no place to park. So I, you know, I, had, I had a garage deal. Uh, oh, it was a parking lot, I, you know, outdoor parking lot. And many a night, you know, <laughs> just waiting for that cab or trying to get a cab, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was it was stressful. This is not like this is. No, they wasn't stopping for you because you're a little darker than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, it was darker than the rest, and and the people eyeballing you and everything else, man. I mean, it was it was. I, I felt like uh, Little Red Riding Hood walking through the forest, <laughs> you know, with the big bad wolf out there, man. I mean, it was. I'm not talking about the 70s. I'm talking about the the early night, like 1991. Yeah, I know. So, when, so, I know when you were there. Yeah. So it's it. I'm I'm telling you. I'm just saying this as 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 generally speaking, for people who are like, oh my god, the crime is no. This is this is New York. This is what it's always been. Big cities have always been places where you're going to have crime. And I think the problem we have now is that there's so much coverage. Uh, and you and you can speak to this, Mark, and you've been saying it about about the, this particular thing. I mean, the police shootings always gather uh, and garner. Um, and, and probably rightfully so, a great deal of coverage, almost to the point of insanity. But this is definitely going to be knocked off of the front pages very soon with this thing in Ukraine. That's my belief. Absolutely. Um, we, we just don't have the... Logically, you would think not. You would think, okay, fine. We've covered this story, say, for four days. I'm pretty sure tomorrow will be five. We'll probably get a good week out of it. Unless something else happens that they deem more um, worthy, uh, for lack of a better word. And I say that and I feel bad saying that because I'm, you know, this guy's a, he's a newlywed. I think he was married yeah. last April or May, whatever. So, you know, I'm I'm dismissing it like, okay, it's over. Meanwhile, you know, his family and everybody is, is distraught. And then there's still an officer who's in critical condition. But if something else comes along. He's also a young man, too. He yeah, young these, too. yeah. So if something else comes along and something else will come along, this will go from being the story that's the lead with, you know, three and four lead-ins to the second story 
to what's called a VO, which is called stands for a voiceover. To uh, and by the way, um, mm. Officer X was was buried today, or um, things of that nature. It's just going to happen because that's what we do. So, and if Ukraine jumps off, then maybe that'll be the deal. Well, Joe B is, uh, you know, he's he's. <laughs> This is supposed to be his bailiwick. It's supposed to, you know, he's supposed to be the the foreign policy guy and and the expert on Russia. But uh, Putin is having a half time. Yeah, Putin is. Uh, it seems like gangster. Putin <laughs> is just acting straight gangsterish, and and he's he's. <laughs> I use the analogy today, and y'all 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 get what I'm saying. Putin doesn't know how to to gracefully back out of this. And he's 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 he agreed to do something, but now I think it's just getting funky. And he, I I feel like Putin is sort of like um, Tony Montana when he was driving to go, you know, put the hit <laughs> on the diplomat and at the UN. You know, oh, the guy was coming to right. car. I don't kill kids. You know, and then he's gonna have to make that call at some point. You know, when he's like, yeah, well, you know, I had to do it. And, you know, it's the case. Right. You know? And hanging up the phone, talking about "fuck you" after he does something really stupid. I think that's that's where Putin is right now. Putin is Tony Montana just before uh, you know they blow up the kids. But Biden's not uh, Sosa because Biden is weak. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna find out. Yeah, Biden, yeah, Biden is either gonna have to play a gangster up like Sosa or or, or not. You know. Yeah, you know, Biden might be sitting in the you know office going, "Oh, Tony, you fuck me." You know, that's it. You know? But yeah, Anthony, I don't, I don't question. Why uh-huh. why is Russia so gun hole on this just you know by just starting this when it, there was no need for it when you know that this country has the backing of other countries Well the the, the thing with Ukraine and Russia for the longest time is they they've had bad blood for the longest at one point Ukraine was part of the the greater Soviet Union yeah. and and during World War II they actually fought against the Soviets uh with with Germany. Um, so there's always been bad blood, but what Ukraine has, just like Crimea has, is Ukraine is on the coast. Russia is a landlocked country. I mean, it's got uh, the, the far west of, of, of the country is, 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 is landlocked. So the only real seaports they have is the very north, on the northeast, and then, and then on northwest, and then on the uh, south uh, part through Ukraine. So that's what they really want. They 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 they're really trying. And also, Ukraine has has uh, oil wealth. They have they yeah, do have the oil fields. That's so, it. So that's really what this is about. Russia is not doesn't make any products. They don't export anything. The only thing that's keeping them kind of afloat is the oil economy. And as the world is changing, and suddenly, you know, uh, places like the U.S. and 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 Europe are talking about trying to go to renewables and 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 more energy green, efficiency yeah. they're going green that oil that money starts to dip the price of a barrel of oil as as oil prices drop that's what's going on and you know we talked about gas prices being high but that's really just a function of of the pandemic when they just literally shut down production there was no reason right so you this, know nobody was going to work and so uh, you know when they, when they started going back to work the the they needed gas and all of a sudden they had the you know the production was slow so you get that that steep increase in, in prices of supply and demand. But once, you know, the supply is up to demand, then the price is going to start to slide down again. And that's what's going on. So this is about oil and ports. This is this what, about, this what you're going to start a big ass war for oil and ports. 
Well, he yeah, Putin believes that he wants to he wants to reunite or That's reconstitute it. the Soviet Union. He thinks that uh, he's goal. an old Soviet guy, and he thinks that that was Russia's greatest time, and he 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 can't stand the idea of a free Russia and and of a democratic Russia. He wants it to be the way it was. <laughs> he wants to make Russia great again. Uh, <laughs> he, that's, that's not a joke. He, feel, he actually thinks that way. He's, he's, he's hardcore. I mean, the, the Gorbachev uh, or uh, Gorbachev, what's the other guy? The guy before Gorbachev. Boris Yeltsin. Yeltsin and yeah, those those guys, guys, he looks at them as straight up Never punks. Death. He right. can't stand those type of guys, those diplomatic um, you know, hey, well, let's be part of the global world. He wants to go back to the iron fist, the sickle. So he's not playing around. So he looks at it like, okay, fine. You know, I'm going to go and punk Ukraine. And he picked the perfect time because Ukraine has been Ukraine for a minute now. He didn't do it the last four years because he had a buddy, buddy, cozy relationship with his boy Trump. And he didn't do it with Obama because he didn't trust that it wouldn't be a stronger reaction. Biden is super weak right now. So Putin looks like, you know what, I'm going to punk Ukraine in front of Biden and see what he's going to do. And he's probably going to do it. And then here comes the next problem. Because Biden's message has been so mixed on Ukraine about what we would do, it makes it even harder for him to to say, you know what, I change. Like, one thing politicians never do. They never say, you know what, I spoke wrong or I said that wrong. I'm changing my mind. I want to do this now. They always feel like they can never evolve from a previous statement even though facts and situations change. They never, they're like referees. You blew the call. You can't just say, you know, I blew that call. I'm overturned. They, they never do that. They always say, you know what? Shut up. And they'll tech you. <laughs> you listen, <laughs> you blew the call and you give me a tech because I'm complaining. You can't just say, yeah, I, yeah, I blew that. No, they never do that. They always just kind of push forward or they'll change their verbiage to make it seem as if they didn't really flip flop. But meanwhile, if situations change or variables change, your position should change. Politicians never do that. Well, that's the thing with, with, with geopolitics. And, and and the irony of, of Putin thinking that Biden is weak is that depending on what happens, he may give Biden a stronger position than he ever had. Because once Biden says, you know what, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, we're doing this, that, and the third, um, it could strengthen his position, you know, tenfold. Yeah. So he, I mean, he's he's gambling that the United States is divided enough and broken enough uh, after Trump that he can pull this off, and I think that was really the move. See, I think you know, even though Trump was would have would have gone and 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 gave him a reach around if he decided Big to invade time. Ukraine last time, uh, I think ball. now he's you know yeah exactly. Right? <laughs> Sorry, I, I forgot where I was. <laughs> uh, no, but exactly that's exactly what it was. He would certainly give him a reach around if if he if. Putin invaded uh, Ukraine before. And that's why, again, you know, the idea that, you know, when he invaded Crimea and and then he came in and, you know, Trump didn't say anything and they were doing all kinds of stuff in, in Syria and, you know, our own troops are getting sh- shit on and, and Trump didn't do anything. So he already knew he had Trump in his back pocket. Yeah. He had the pictures. He had the receipts. He wasn't worried about him. Now he was watching. He's been watching. And all of a sudden after the insurrection and with, with the Republicans saying, you know what, we all for authoritarianism. He's thinking maybe if I do this, I can get an authoritarian uh, relationship with America. He, does, You know, it. The, the biggest goal for him, the biggest fear that, that Putin has and the biggest fear that the GOP has almost the same thing. Putin fears NATO. A united NATO. Yeah, that is the yeah, thing yeah. that he's been trying to break up forever. And what the GOP fears is everybody having a chance to vote and and 
losing power. That's what this is all about. I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, that's what it's all about. So in a strange way, their interests are aligned. Mm-mm-mm. So that's where we are, man. So, you know what I mean? Like I said, um, if you have chance, uh, I know uh, y'all have backyards, so I'd start building that bomb shelter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, take some time on the weekend, you know, just you know, go out there with that shovel, start digging. Thinking about six feet deep and order your concrete and cement right now so you can be ready. Oh my God. Hopefully not. Hopefully, Hopefully not. I'll be down in the subway with the mole people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it really, it really is, really is nutty. Um, before we move on, I, you know, uh, we, we've talked about it, we touched on it uh, on occasion as things happen. Um, we got a text today about Antonio Brown, Dude. which brought me to the mental health pieces. And Regina King, who is an extremely, extremely talented actress uh, and now producer and director, I give her credit for both, for all three. She's triple threat now. Uh, had a tremendous tragedy in her own life where she lost her only son to, to suicide. I don't want to speculate on the reasons why, um, but I just want to say that people listening to the show, listening to the podcast, mental health is a real thing. And and before you, you go that route, just just reach out to somebody, somebody, talk to somebody before Please before do. it gets there. But you know what happens, basically- Anthony, with 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 the mind, the mind is so fragile that you you take thoughts to different places and stuff, and next thing you know, you can't come out that box. And the box, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that box gets tighter and tighter, and then they they have no hope. And, you know, and like we was talking earlier, you know, we hear a lot of people who have taken their lives, rich, famous people, and you figure they have everything. Uh, Robin Williams, this cat had right. everything, but his health was deteriorating, so he felt the easiest way was mm-hmm. to take his life. But he doesn't. He didn't realize the burden it puts on the family. And the friends that they have to deal with this and wonder how could they have helped him, you know, with the situation. It doesn't make it easy. It makes it very, very hard. But they just looking to to get out of get away from their pain. And that's that's, you know, that's their, you know, their biggest concern. I think what we have to do as a people when folks and, you know, start to express you know, and it may be something that we'll brush off, just express that they're not happy with how their life is going, even though we may think that they have everything they need. And I wish at their age I had what it is that they have. And 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 to them, you know, it's just it's not playing out the way I thought it would play out. And when they start expressing that, we got to have some deep uh, conversations with them and try to get them out of that funk, you know? So, you, you know, just in case, you know, you don't want them to go to, you know, that suicide route, just start talking to them when, you know, pay attention when you start hearing those little tidbits coming from, you know, people who we may know, you know, if you got to deal with it like that. Yeah. You're right there. I, I think that, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's absolutely um, spot on. And that is, you know, we have to be collectively, better listeners to the people that occupy our orbit. You know, I mean, we're constantly in contact with them. You know, we, I'm notorious for it. I mean, when I, you know, I'm in the street, you know, somebody will say hello and I'll go, hey, I, hey, how you doing? But I'm not really saying, hey, how you doing? Because I really want to hear what, how you doing. I'm just saying, hey, how you doing? So I can keep it moving. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm just, it's like, you know, it's, it's a hello to me, but, but if, if it's genuine, hey, how you doing? And I need to stop and listen to hear what's going on. 
Um, that, that's just a New York thing. But but you know, not being facetious, yeah, we do need to listen to what people are saying when they're saying it and how they're saying it. Um, not the, just the words, but what's being said. Mm-hmm. And and you know, check on folks. You know, that's that's all I'm going to say. So, uh, uh, Miss King, uh, you know, our prayers with you and, and your family. Um, and I'm our prayers are with all families who are are having or have suffered um, similar. Um, tragedies it's it's just not a good place to be and i I just felt like i didn't want to let the week go without mentioning mentioning it that um there's another issue that uh, i'm not sure if it's mental health although he's he's been a representative for mental health and and he's been a really good advocate and strong advocate for it and 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 i have a, a good respect for michael phelps and he made a statement the other day that he's getting a lot of pushback on um, and I guess he's joining a list that <laughs> includes Dave Chappelle in terms of the the transgender pushback. Michael Phelps, the letter brigade. Uh, uh, yeah, it, Michael Phelps said that uh, you know he didn't think that women uh, who were uh, born uh, biologically born as, as men should compete with women, and you know, I guess in Olympic events or sporting events, and and people are kind of losing it. And I bring this up because there's a, I guess there's a GOP candidate for governor in Pennsylvania who's making that one of the planks of his of his candidacy, saying that uh, high school girls in Pennsylvania won't have to worry about competing with uh, girls who were born not biologically, born not biologically women. And, I, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I, you know, oh, wow. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to be, um, I'd like to think that I'm tolerant. I like to think that I'm I am uh, woke on the issue, um, and and I believe you know I, I per- I'm perfectly all right with anybody who who feels that that you know uh, they're gender fluid or that they they want to identify their own gender because of of their internal feelings. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm all I'm good with that. So am I. Uh, but I'm a sports I'm a sports nut, and I and I kind of feel like you know in the case of maybe it was the, the Cuban runner Castamayor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we talked about it before, and and yes, she, she's a she's a woman, but she has certainly um, high testosterone, way more testosterone. But that was her than, genetic. Than, that she was uh, her born that way. Her, that's her right. body. It's no different right. than Phelps having a bit greater lung capacity or. Or somebody having a, you know, like Aaron Donald having super quick, quick twitch muscle. That's just his body, well, right? And I would never have a problem. Just like Serena, Serena is yeah. is 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 is, is uh, got great musculature for the sport she plays, yeah. and that that helped make her dominant. I have no issue with that. Kareem was born; he's seven foot two and athletic. No yeah. problem with that. But I think in the case of someone who was born biologically male. And even though they identify as 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 female, uh, their pronoun is a her. If you're physically, if your physical body is is a male, uh, no matter what your what your mental body is, whatever what your mental is, I, I have a hard time with you, you know, getting in a swimsuit and competing with women when you are physically stronger. Hundred um, percent agree with you. Due to to to. Uh, due due to the biology, I mean, I you know, I I, I agree. The I same, there was the same situation with uh, and I don't know the athlete, but it was a an an MMA um 
person who was born biological right. male, trans uh, uh, transitioned to a female and was fighting females. And like you just said, that doesn't make me some bigot or some kind of uh, homophobe or whatever Letter Brigade wants to say. That just seems to be a logical step. If if I had this and I switched to that, I shouldn't be able to now suddenly compete in the same thing. It just doesn't, doesn't seem right. It doesn't mean I want you not to have the same rights as me or, you know, not be able to vote or buy a house or do all the things that you do. as. A, but in this case, it's not, I think, a level playing ground. Be yeah. different if um, if you were a male and you transitioned to female and you competed against other transgender females. That's uh, at that point. That's, fair. that's right. level is level. I, I don't know. If, I, and, and I don't know if that part is fair. And, and and because now you might, you know, of course I want to be safe on this one and not like you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> because now you're discriminating against them. You're telling me I can only compete against a handful of people. Who have trans, you know, who uh, you know, transitioned over to from male, you know, from male to female. And what if there's only four people, who, you know, five people in the world that I well, can compete what? against? You know, you can't, you you can't have everything. You can't get right. nobody promised the world to everybody all the time, I, anytime they want. That, I mean, sometimes you're gonna be some things. Sometimes I'm in school, be some- I'm in school <laughs> and Dwayne Wade's son decides yeah. I want to play basketball. Yeah. His daddy's six four. He's got a good shot of being six four, six five. His daddy is naturally athletic. Yeah. Do I let him play with the boys or do I let him play with the girls? Because he's made it crystal clear, I'm a girl. He has to play with the boys. He can't play with the boys. boys. He's he's a girl. He's identified with the girls. He's a he's a girl mentally, but physically he's still a man. Yeah, I think that doesn't change. Man, I think Gabrielle and be out there, man. I think in the case of physical sports, whatever the sport is, I don't think you can make that switch and have it be eleven play fit. Now it'd be different. Like say this may be a a bad example or great. Say if uh, whatever the the Wayne Way kid is, whatever his name is, Kid X. Say Kid X is a male transition to a female and they go and compete in beauty contests. Well, at that point, I wouldn't have a problem because that's just aesthetics. That's just a look. There's no physical nature to what you're doing. You're just judging a picture. But if that's if that beauty contest suddenly became a 40-yard dash, well, I'm going to have a problem with that one because at that point, you've changed something that went from strictly aesthetics and me viewing something to you doing a physical task. Or I wouldn't have a problem if, you know, you know, we person X transitioned into, you know, whatever gender they want to do. And now Dwayne Wade's kid wants to be, you know, a, a lawyer. Well, that's a mental act, a, aptitude. That, that that doesn't change um, from gender to gender. That's just your mental acuity. But a physical thing, men naturally have denser bones, stronger uh, muscle, muscles, so I think that's the, the line of demarcation. And it, once again, like my brother said, it doesn't mean we we're bigoted or it. It just means that, and, and I, I say this with my kids or with anybody, everybody, that's another problem I have with it. Everybody can't have everything all the damn time. You don't, you're not guaranteed everything just because you walk the earth. I mean, come right. on. There's some things well, you just can't have. And, and, and Mark, do. there was a movie, jo- what was it called? Joanna Man? Joanna yeah. Man. Right. 
where he dressed up as as a woman and played in a woman's league where he dominated. So it, like, like Mark said, you still have the men structured, bone. None of that changed. You have the muscles. I, I, I seen the guy that uh, Michael Phelps was talking about. And if you look at him, he still looks like a man. Broad shoulders, long she, arms. She, 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 she still looks she's still like a man. Broad shoulders and everything. So this, there's a disadvantage when, you, when you're actually, um, what's the word I can use? In a, in a swim meet with, a, with women. I mean, yeah, if you're talking about physical sports, sports that require that where strength is, a, is, a, is, is an asset, uh, where speed, quickness is an asset. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why uh, the 100-meter sprint champion female doesn't run against the 100-meter sprint champion male. There you go. Right. Um, there's a reason for it. There's a reason why, even though it's the same distance, it's the same sport, that they don't run the hurdles together. There's no, there's no um, uh, situation where it's co-ed uh, high hurdles. Uh, there's no co-ed. Um, there's no co-ed four by four. sports anywhere like that. And, I and mean, even Serena, no Serena, I'm sorry, okay. Serena. I mean, when Serena was Serena, when she was just crushing everybody. I mean, the clear, like, remember the, the, the deal, like we say with Tiger, Tiger or the field, or Serena or the field. Right. When she was at her powers, her height of her powers, I think some guy asked her in a, in a press conference, and she responded, you know, do you think you could beat, you know, I think it was Nadal or Federer. She's like, are you kidding me? I, Serena, at the height of her powers, couldn't beat the 100th ranked man, more than likely. It's just that different. And that doesn't mean that she is um, not great, or it doesn't mean, that, but you can't just take that and make it like it's nothing. I mean, um, I don't know who the best WNBA player is, but the best WNBA player was playing on what's the worst team in the league? The the the, the Thunder, Orlando, Orlando. The, she, the, she, the, she'd Detroit, be thirteenth player, fourteenth player on the bench, more than likely. Easy, easy. And that doesn't mean she's not great, but this the the levels, the jump is severe when you talk about that. I mean, I would say this. I mean, if someone says, um, you know, I'm transitioning. And uh, let's say Bubba Wallace transitions and wants to drive NASCAR as a woman. I got no problem with that. Doesn't or bother. let's say a woman transitions to a man and wants to drive NASCAR or Formula One. I have no problem with that. I mean, well, what are you going to say? Well, actually, well, you know what? Here's an angle to that. They, wants to ride horses. But, but here's the car thing, and which I don't know much about cars. Remember they bitched him on about, uh, what's that girl's name? Um, who ran, who ran Formula One? Oh my gosh! Oh, uh, Dan, Dania. Because she's slightly lighter, car can go faster. I think that was you know splitting hairs, but I understand your basic premise. That's a car. So if you think she's slightly lighter, then throw a brick in the car and make the make up the difference in weight. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand right. the point. That's a physical too. It's not like she's you know out there you know pushing the car around the right. track. It's, it's about it's about her skill. It's about her mental acuity. It's about her ability. It's about her reflexes. It's those things. I mean, so again, if a man transitions uh, to female and wants to drive Formula One, God bless. Or or vice versa, if a female says uh, uh, um, I'm transitioning to male and I want to drive. God bless if if the, if the skill level is the same. But when, once we start talking about uh, Olympic level sports, then you have to, uh, there's no way around it. Again, as I said, I mean uh, to me the, the prime example is what you just said about Serena or or track and field events. There is a reason why women's uh, do the high jump separately from men. There's a reason why women run their track events, their track and field events separately from men. I watched the the hammer throw 
and the uh, shot put, the, the the young lady that won the world record in the shot put. Um, strong. She's certainly stronger than me and can certainly throw the shot put further than me. But among people who throw the shot put, the men who throw the shot put, she could not compete. Of course not. You use a small, in fact, you use a smaller shot put. When you play golf, mm-hmm. I know you play golf, Mark. The tee, the women's tees. Is moved up. The ladies' basketball is smaller than the men's basketball. Right. Um, it's just. We, These are accommodations that are made we to, talk about to, to, for, for sport. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they can come for me if they want. They can try to Dave Chappelle the show if they like, but I'm just, I'm, I'm keeping it 100. I mean, you know, it, it's. I'm not saying there are women out there. You know, I watch the little TikTok videos who, you know, watch the martial arts. There are women out there who can kick your ass, can kick all of our asses. You know, there are women who can outshoot you, Keith. There are women who, who who may be able to take you, you know, take you on the court, Derek. I mean, there are people who can do hey, it. Hey, 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 hey pump your brakes on that bullshit with that Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I bust their ass, okay? Forget about all that. I don't care who you are. In my day, I'm bringing it to you out there. I ain't going to be no mercy. I'm talking about, I'm talking, I'm talking about right oh, now. Yeah, well, I am an old man now. Okay, all right, you got that. <laughs> Just want, just want to Try to quick. slide that in there. Go, 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 nah, baby, nah. I was doing it out there. But yeah, I tell you, I look at some of those WNBA players. They can ball. It's scary, but they can't compete with the men. You know, they they, they can get up and down with the run, but over the you know the the forty eight minutes you got to be out there. Um, and those cats leaning on them, they just you know big dudes. They they would wear them down. You know, it's just it's just a different. I get it. I understand. I understand. Uh- yeah, I mean it's it's I mean it's not a knock. I mean if there's a woman out there that can kick a sixty yard field goal, she'd be hired oh. immediately. The NFL would not care; they would hire her immediately. Um, and, and if there's a woman out there that can that can throw, you know, a ninety five, ninety six mile an hour fastball with movement, you know what? Sign her up. I have no issue with that. Um, if there's a man who transitions to female and can still throw ninety six, ninety five. You know what? More power. Go ahead. I, what, what am I going to say? But let's just keep it 100. I mean, if you're talking about a, a, a male who transitions to female and decides, I want to compete in the 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 100-meter uh, uh, freestyle or 100-meter butterfly, and I still have the, the strength uh, and the shoulders and, and, and the leg strength of, of, of my former male self, that's that's a little different, you know. I mean, I, I'm you know, as I said, I, I'm trying to be fair and real, but I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, there's a bridge too far for me. I agree. So, uh, before we go, just well, uh, hold this, on, wait, uh, Derek, do you agree? Because you're the only one silent so far. Um, I, I'm st- I'm fifty fifty with this, and and the reason why I'm fifty fifty uh, to I'm fifty fifty is because. If we, you know, we are accepting you as now being male or now being female, we got to take the whole package. You know, that's why I'm, I'm still 50 50. So I I'm not going to. What you said? I, we are taking the whole package, but we're not. But it goes back to the thing I said before, but you, 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 everybody, everybody thinks they're entitled to everything all the time. And that's just something you just, you just, just are not fair. If I'm being accepted as a lady, I'm going to the ladies' room. My name is Shaniqua. And you know, this is I'm dressing like Shaniqua now. 
And you almost got past. And I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, your brother, you as almost... usual, your brother pulled me into this. You know, I was out. I was out, and he go. We got avoided the letters. Anyhow, and if Shaniqua, you know, is out there, almost and, the and she want to play. You know, Shaniqua has a right to play with the females, and if she dominates, Shaniqua dominates. You know, you know, I'll coach Shaniqua. You know, and get me a championship. You know, but I'm still 50-50, though. I, I haven't decided to. This, this, okay. I, as an athlete, it's a tough one for me, you know, because I know physically there's just certain things, you know, and nothing against women they just couldn't compete with, and that's why they have men's, and that's why they have women's. I get it. But if we are accepting that that's who they are, we got we, we, we to accept the whole thing. That's it. And for a penny, and for a pound, I hear you. No, I mean, I, I, again, it, it's a tricky, tricky space. Uh, before I go, I know you're not watching football, but uh, for those of us who are, this was one of the most amazing weekends Incredible. of playoff football I've ever seen in my yes. life. All four games in the division round ended in, in a last-second field goal to determine the winners. Uh, the, the And I guess almost in three out of four cases, the underdog won the game yeah, in the last the second. Game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a pretty amazing watch. Uh, but I think the highlight of the weekend was certainly, uh, the Kansas city game against, uh, Buffalo, uh, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes dueling it out for, for AFC supremacy. And, and it, you know, that game could have literally gone either way. Somebody said it before the game started. I think it was, uh, Bill Cowher said, whoever gets the ball last will win this game. And that was certainly the case uh, with Casey over time the last. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, that that's been the, the talk on sports talk uh, this week uh, about changing the overtime rules. And and for people who are not familiar, people listening around the world who are not familiar with American football, um, you know, and, so, and 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 soccer, which is also called football, you know, most of the world, um, you have a, a, an extended period of time, and you guys can play until there's. Uh, a tie, I mean, or or in some cases, I guess if it's a if it's tournament play, it has to go to sudden death. Eventually, somebody will win, somebody will lose. Um, but in this game, uh, the the rules state that uh, if the first if the team who gets the ball first scores a touchdown, then the game is over. The game ends. If they score a field goal, then the other team gets a chance to to uh, either match the field goal or or win it with a touchdown. In this particular case, uh, the Buffalo Bills did not get a chance to uh, get the ball. However, there was 13 seconds left in the game. You couldn't do that, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I you know I can't. I had a I, you know they have sports betting in New York now, and I played this weekend. My son got me playing these these stupid uh, Fanduels. I had a game. I had I had Buffalo. If Buffalo won, I had a parlay. If Buffalo wins, then I'd have picked up about 400 bucks. But they give you an opportunity to cash out early, uh, so that they they can either save money or you can get some money, you know, get some money on your investment. So I cashed out early because I wasn't sure. I was like, you know, because the, the the opportunity to cash out starts to go down, that the money starts to go down um, as the as the game goes on. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take my you know take my earnings and run, uh, and I'm glad I did because I would have been asked out because I would have been ecstatic with 14 seconds left to play and then miserable as hell uh, 14 <laughs> seconds later. 
my point is, keep to 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 let them let uh, change the overtime rules. Is you had 14 seconds to win that game. You get you had 14 seconds. As Mark said, you can't even do that in Madden. And they gave up a touchdown. I, I have no sympathy. No, I don't have the sympathy, but I, I figured that, like with college, they you know each team get a chance. At least get a chance. If you don't, if it don't happen, it don't happen. Yeah. At least have a chance instead of just sitting on the sideline, just looking. And like, yo, hope I, they don't I, score. I hate the yeah. college rule. What I would like to see in the NFL, I, I do like what well, I like this better than the old version, which was that, you know, drive, you know, 20 yards, kick a field goal game over. I hated that. But I would like to see in the NFL for regular season and for playoffs. But as, as for for playoffs, I mean, for regular season, I wouldn't mind if it ended in a tie. But the quarter should be still 15 minutes and it should be a, a quarter. You play a 15 minute quarter. You know, if the, end of the, if, if the end of that 15 minutes is still tied, then always it's a tie for regular season. For playoffs, 15-minute quarter. If it ends in a tie, then the next score, the next at that point, sudden death. I would like that to be more of a of a thing. And you can't sit there and talk about, you know, well, these guys are tied. Well, at this point, we're in the playoffs, so, you know, it's all it's all go. But at least for the playoffs, 15-minute quarter, if it's tied at the end of 15 minutes, then sudden death. And for the regular season, 15-minute quarter, if it's, in, if it's t- tied in the 15 minutes overtime, then it's a tie. Big deal. You, you move on. I, I don't believe either one of you heard me. I said <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> I heard the 14 seconds, Anthony. With 14 seconds left to play. Yeah, I know. Who who gives up a, a, a field goal, allows somebody to go 75 yards with 14 seconds left Through to play? Who does that? Two 20-yard plays. In 13 seconds, That's the 20-yard uh, was uh, probably a dagger route to, I think, a hill, then another one, to and Kelsey. then and then the field goal. Yeah, it's just well, – yeah. Deep post to Kelsey. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know – All right, I, I just, 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 just toss this out there. I'm playing Kansas City. Yeah. I know I'm going to Kansas City. I get on the plane. I watch film all week long. I practice all week long. I know we're going to play Kansas City, and I'm pretty sure – if I'm in the defensive rooms, all week long they were talking about what Travis Kelsey does, what Tyreek Hill does, mm-hmm. and what the running back does. So I know if they got to throw the ball, who are they throwing it to? Are they throwing it to Joe Schmo? No, they're going to throw it to Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. So if that's the case, what am I doing? Shouldn't I be double covering Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey? Yeah, you would think. It doesn't matter. You, that's why. You, you that's why they good. Deserve, <laughs> you don't deserve no extra time. And somebody made a point. I, 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 I make you. I make you. I, I like what you're saying, Mark, about the 15 minute rule. But think about this: What if in that 15 minutes, you know, somebody gets hurt? I mean, the idea for the NFL is that you know they play 16 games now uh, in a season, 17 games in a season. Yeah. Um, and they have to play the following week. You can't have these guys going. You know on and on and on and on. And it does a great disservice to to two higher-ranked teams to have to now play an extra game or half a game and then face another team coming in the, the, the following week. I just I just think that, you know, it, again, it, with the time left, yeah. um, you know, somebody made a good point. I think it was uh, Colin Cowherd on his show. He made a good point. And I, I kind of like this idea, you know, talking about overtime. And I like yours too, where, you, where they just play a 15-minute quarter Whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, that way they just play in the game like they've been playing it. 
and it's not you know guarding the the the, the sidelines and all that. You're just playing playing according to the way you play. We you know go with your game plan. Uh, Cowherd said what they should do is allow the visiting team um, to uh, decide whether they're going to get the ball or 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 kick the ball if the game goes to overtime, which would put the onus on the on the home team to not try to like you know you got 30 seconds you know, not going to take a knee and just, you know, try to get out of there. Now, if you know, the defense can choose the ball um, on their next possession if they want. That that forces you to kind of press it out or try it out, which would bring these games to an end and and real t- and the uh, and the uh, regulation time. So I, I like that idea too. Um, but uh, hold, before you go, um, Derek Powell has uh, something he has. Oh to get yeah, off his chest. oh yeah, oh, yeah. man, my my uh, good looking big bro, man, good looking on that. Um, to our studio audience and uh, you know our listeners, you know, um, I got I got to acknowledge uh, supervision. Um, there's been a back and forth with uh, supervision, you know, and myself and you know some of the cast members about how we've been treated. But I just want to acknowledge, man, that the homie definitely stood up, man. I mean, he took he stood up and he made me believe and he showed me that blood is thicker than water. Last Wednesday. Um, I received a text message, Miss Good, if you're nasty. And he was referring <laughs> to Megan. And he was told to talk to me about three weeks ago to reel me in. And he just wanted to show his support, you know, say, hey, Bay, it's it's not it's it's not DP. This is this is who she is. Look. And he went searching and out of the blue, because the conversation was dead, the three of us get this text, and I'm like, I got emotional. I had the Denzel Washington one tear and glory. I was like, <laughs> damn, that's really the homie, man. He really looked out. Now, I don't know how it's going to go over, you know. I hope I, the cat ain't out the bag. I hope she sort of the pick um, because she's going to hear this tomorrow and she's going to kind of know that you sided with me, man. But big ups, man, whatever they say about you, man, I'm riding with you, man. I appreciate you. One love, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. That's all right. You got to acknowledge supervision when they do right, man. Keep up the good work, man. <laughs> I, I, first things first, uh, I did not go searching <laughs> for the photo. The photo popped up on the timeline oh, uh, because I was I was reading I think some some sports thing and she was at the game uh-huh. with that shot and somebody took a picture oh, of the shot. Okay. So you know I just I felt like I shared. I mean I know you're a big fan. Thank you. And I was just doing the right thing by you by sharing. Oh, the picture. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. I mean I, I you know sometimes you write about things. I mean you know maybe maybe that was you know an indication that you might be on 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 to something. I'm not sure. Um, just like when I said a few weeks ago that Pat Mahomes is probably the greatest quarterback <laughs> of all time. Oh my God. I got pushed back on that too from my brother, but I mean, <laughs> clearly, you know, you're talking about a guy going to like, uh, four AFC championships yeah, game, yeah. games in a row. Uh, he may potentially go to his third Super Bowl in a row with a chance to win his second Super Bowl. I mean, you know, He's a bad uh, boy. and an MVPs. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, you may be watching the greatest to ever do it. Uh, and we saw it this weekend. But big shout out, and big ups to, to to Buffalo and Josh Allen because they got a win it oh, in too. And, 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 yeah, and Joe Burrow. You know, I mean, yeah. NFL quarterback rankings it's are ridiculous. looking good now that uh, you know Aaron Rodgers, may, a. 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 Ron may have to take his <laughs> last one. Uh, 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 so uh, you know, I mean, after that that loss, I mean, damn, you know. So I'm just saying. Listen, folks, 
if you have not subscribed to Power to the People, you're missing all of this. I mean, you know, and I, I feel bad for you. Not for us. I feel bad for you because I'm saying you you could have had all of this on a regular basis every single week, bringing a smile to your face as you ride on the trains uh, with the funky people laying up, taking up the whole goddamn uh, uh, bed seat. You know, because it's cold outside. That's what's happening in New York. The homeless are laying all on the benches and taking their shoes off and just getting oh, real comfortable. And, and and if you are on that train, have forced to go to work, you know, at least you can find a little smile on your face by putting us in your earbuds. And uh, if you haven't done so, it's real easy to do. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can get us. Uh, you can find us on social media at Facebook, at Power to the People on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Power to the Peeps, P-O-W. E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps. Uh, you can find us all on Instagram. You can even ask Alexa to play us. We will see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.